Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, welcome to episode 47 of the Fumble Recovery Fantasy Football Podcast. And it's Championship Weekend, so uh, we're going to be breaking down all the comings and goings from the semi-finals and in preparation for the championship games where I know some of our hosts are going to be involved. So with me to break it all down, we have Mo. Giddy up. And we have Chiggs. Hey, hey. So, uh, gents, uh, allow yourself to humble brag. Uh, how many finals are you in? Uh, how many semis did you lose in? That kind of thing. Mo, I'll start with you. Oh, well, let's see. Um, sorry, uh, I, I lost one. I think I, I made it to four semis, lost one. So I'm in three finals at the moment. Uh, one, of course, uh, in our Dynasty League. Up against uh, Chigs here, and then the other two, um, they're just redraft leagues. Um, so um, yeah, it should be uh, should be fun. It's going to be exciting here uh, Is this one weekend. Of them, like your league of record or the longest? Uh, unfortunately, it's not my main my, my one main league. I, lo- I actually I actually lost in the semis. Um, actually, no, I, I lost I lost uh, I lost the week before. I lost in the wild card. Uh, the funny thing is, I scored that second highest score that week. Lost to the first highest score. And then last week I scored the highest. I think in the finals I'm going to score the highest, but I'm not in it. Oh, dear. Well, good luck for your three finals that you are in. Uh, we'll talk about one of them shortly. And, Chicks, how, how have you done this year? Uh, so I won two matchups. So I've got two championship games, both in the Dynasty Leagues, um, IDP and TBC. And then I lost in my two uh, keeper stroke redraft uh, leagues, one being my sort of legal record. Which you obviously won last year, Amir. Uh, so I'm kind of in a bit of a torn of who I'm rooting for there, with Rish going for his fourth championship and Al for his second. Oh wow! <laughs> um, but yeah, I managed to somehow make it through an IDP as well and put up a big score this week to come over um, over you, Amir, uh, which was which was much needed. Yeah, so um, three semis for me, two finals, one of course the TBC that I lost to you, you in, but um, no shame in losing to the second highest score in league history. So uh, I'd rather that than I've seen some of these narrow bad beats where somebody <laughs> needed like one and a half points from Juju and he got one. <laughs> in fact, I've seen a lot of Juju, Ebron, Big Ben costing people um, the points to get to the championship. So um, I'm glad it was a bit of a blowout in the end because I think it's always sucks more when it's a narrow sort of one. But uh, yeah, so that's one. But no, got finally got to the final of the Keeper League that I've been running for um, four years now. Uh, Jigs, you're a previous winner in that. I am indeed. Uh, made some moves just before the trade deadline, which have, I think helped me, um, maybe harmed me from Keeper value perspective. But I got into Stefan Diggs and um, Derek Henry, and that's paying off quite well so hopefully i can win the two that i'm in but of course one of them's against you in idp and um i I don't mean to sound like you know bragging but my team's been the best in that across the year but then as you know anything can happen in the final so um i mean that that, that's a funny league given that i was in very very strong contention for the second overall pick next year and that's what i was going for somehow i've managed to make it to the final and i think i think i ran the numbers didn't i and I, i showed you that if we played each other every week this season, I think I beat you once. <laughs> um, yeah, so any given that, Sunday, sir. Any yeah, given Christmas Sunday. Miracle, exactly. That's what I'm banking on—a Christmas miracle. Jalen hurts. And this is it. it it's co- your sort of hot run of form has coincided with the likes of Baker playing well, and in more recent weeks, Jalen hurts playing well because. Um, you know, Tua's had a couple of tough matchups. Um, so you've got a young core of um, QBs there. You did trade away Phil Rivers, who was your sort of old guy. So your core is good for you to be able to possibly compete for a few years now. Um, and as you showed this week, you know, you're in the final. So you've got a capable team. But uh, there, there is more variables in that league just because you've got sort of eight different starting positions and 15 starters in total. So um, definitely more more variables in that. So uh, first of all, then we'll start with the QBs this week. Um, anyone guess who the QB one on the week was? Jalen uh, Hurts? <laughs> probably Josh, between Josh Allen, Ryan Tannehill and Jalen Hurts. 
the three. Uh, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Josh Allen. I'm going to go with Hurts, but I forgot Tann- Tannehill did run a couple touchdowns. I'll go with Hurts though. He had a ridiculous game. It was Ryan Tannenhill, yes, oh, nice. according to us. 43.3 points. Um, I think he had a monster day. Three through the air, two on the ground. Um, and I believe they've got a fairly easy game in week 16. Actually, no, not in Green Bay. Green, Green Bay. Green Bay. So I'll ask you, Chiggs, I mean, you're, because you're heavy on the Green Bay receivers, what are your thoughts on that matchup? I'm, uh, I'm heavy on uh, the, the Titans receivers. I've got Brown and Corey Davis. Yeah, so what are your thoughts on them coming up against Green Bay? Are you still fairly comfortable um, in that, or do you think they're going to... Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm starting, I'm more than likely starting both A.J. Brown and Corey Davis, as I did this week. Um, A.J. Brown's been very consistent, generally. Um, Corey Davis is upside, you know, when he's said to you guys before, when he's been hot, he's been been excellent um as he proved this week and they've kind of got me here and that's what i've got to hope for that it's going to be a bit of a shootout so what because you've also got johnny smith is he not one up for consideration for you at the moment because i think he had a fairly good he did but the trouble with him he's a bit inconsistent i think since aj brown's come back johnny's sort of numbers have dropped off and he's looking to a little bit more but um, yeah, I think my tight end play is going to be very matchup dependent. So you've got Noah Fant, Hayden Hurst, Johnny Smith, and Mike Gasicki is my four tight end. So I'm going to have to look at the matchup this weekend and see who the best guy to plug and play is. And it, it may end up being Johnny. And um, I think one player we discussed last week and most sort of pulled off a bit of a surprise trade um, actually was Tom Brady. So <laughs> seemed to be struggling in that first half and then had a pretty good game but 45 pass attempts one of the highest he's had on the season um, I know they're playing from behind but uh, next up is Detroit so Mo I guess your faith that you had in Gardner Minshew evaporated fairly quickly and um, I see you made the move to get Tom Brady there you know I, I had faith but I, I think Tom Brady gave me the best chance of winning um, I, I knew Gardner Minshew would get me a consistent 20 points which he did I think get like just under 20 it was 18 or 19 or something, but uh, Brady will get you that 30 point. Will get you that extra 10 points, and I, th- I and I think going into the finals, I would I, I was surely I would need it against you or Chiggs, whoever I was going to face. So I think I just had I had to go with the trade. Um, I'm, I do hope he's I'm going to have one more year with him, seeing that I don't really have a second quarterback. So um, uh, I really hope he stays next year. But um, so it, it kind of helps me this year, but also the next year. As, I, as I'm kind of weak in quarterback, so I don't I don't regret the trade, um, especially if he stays. But uh, yeah, I'm I was, I'm hoping here that let's just let's just forget about running the ball. You know, every team can throw it on Detroit. Hope Detroit puts up some points and we have another shootout there. Weather's going to be good. It's going to be in a dome. Let's let's, let's let's hope for a shootout here. Come on, fifty pointer, buddy, fifty bagger. And do, do you know the biggest, but the biggest irony of you getting Tom Brady is. Um, We've said all along, you're either going to have the perfect season, like the 72 oh. Dolphins, or you're going to have that Tom Brady season. <laughs> I thought about that for a very brief second. But then I looked at Chig's roster and your roster, and I did not see any, and I did not see an Eli Manning on there. So um, uh, I was like, okay, I think I'm okay. What do you mean? I've got Daniel Jones. I've got the successor to Eli Manning. Oh, no, only, only, only Eli Manning can do it. <laughs> only Eli Manning, sir. No, but congrats to you both. You're both... Um, I mean, Chiggs, to be honest, there's no way you shouldn't have had that second seed. Just a bit of bad run prior to the playoffs. But um, in terms of matchups, you two were generally the most um, consistent. I'd say, you know, like, given that, you know, I, I think all three of us, you know, any any two of us in the final would have been a worthy sort of thing, given, you know, you had most perfect record. You had the highest points overall, I think, on the season. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, I was very worried about playing playing you, um, my, uh, Amir. And obviously playing low as well, so yeah, it should be good. It should be a good final. It's kind of written in the stars for me. I think once Derek Carr had the injury and got me two points, I was not very confident. But then, yeah, you steamrolled. You got I said second high score of all time. So um, anytime somebody gets that kind of score, you got to tip your hat and say it was um, say it was deserved. So I guess Mo, that you know, no longer need um, QB. Uh, oh. Uh... Go, sorry, go ahead. 
I was going to say, now that you no longer need a QB, if you didn't get a Tom Brady, is he somebody you'd look, be looking to trade for in uh, in your Week 16? Are you still favouring the matchup, or do you think they're going to run hit the go for the ground ground game? Um, I think they're going to run for the fact that Daniel Jones will not be back. Uh, so I mean, so I think they'll run, but I think it's going to be a limited run. I don't see Fournette being that powerful runner. However, in a redraft league, I would be picking up Fournette as he is available in a good number of leagues. Um, I would pick him up, uh, and I think he—I I think he's a very possible start because you know what happened was very frustrating watching that game last week was Brady's receivers went down the one yard line twice, and mm. that's when Fournette ended up with both touchdowns. Um, and so I'm hoping that does not happen this week. Uh, so um, uh, no, I, I think I think the matchup is great. I do worry that the Buccaneers get ahead quite a bit, but um, Detroit's always found a way to score points or to keep up. So I'm I'm hoping that, that that sticks with them as long as Stafford's playing, they don't shut them down. Swift has been playing really well, so um, I'm happy for Swift as well. So I think as long as as long as the points, uh, as long as uh, Detroit keeps the game close, I think Brady will have to throw. And, okay. and again, with Jones being out, I, Fournette just doesn't look like the Fournette of the old. Yeah, he got those two touchdowns, but it wasn't pretty, was it, from Fournette? Yeah. Oh. And uh, Chig's just another 40-plus uh, QB that um, I thought I'd touch on. So Tom Brady, I think, is second all-time passing yards, and Drew Brees is number one. Uh, if you needed to start Drew Brees, are you quite comfortable having seen what he did against the um, Chiefs? I mean, it was a rough start. It was his worst start all-time. I think he'd never started a game with five incompletions um, as he did so it's the first time in history but that he did sort of recover it a bit and had three passing touchdowns Are you comfortable with drew Brees against minnesota um at home in new orleans uh yes yeah yeah um you know as you say rough start but you know you know where you're gonna get with drew Brees. um so you're not gonna have the rushing upside but i think having michael thomas back hopefully next week will be helpful as well no, I think he's on IR. So, oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so he won't be back in the regular season, but he's eligible to return for the playoffs. So they they placed him on IR. And that was one of the concerns that I had, you know, because Emmanuel Sanders, Traquan Smith, Jared Cook, they're just not Michael Thomas. Um, but Drew Brees got it done against KC, who are actually quite a good good defense. And uh, it, it's one of the potential quarterbacks I could start, I suppose, in... Um, in certain leagues, but uh, uh, I'm still a little bit concerned just because not having Michael Thomas available. Yeah. I, uh, I, feel, I think that, that you know, there's definitely going to be better options out there, but you know, if you need to, he's still definitely um, probably sort of a mid, I'd say mid, mid QB2 because he got QB1 upside, but. And <laughs> I didn't think I'd be mentioning this player considering. When he has played in the past, it's been very ugly. But <laughs> Ryan Finley against the good Pittsburgh defense was QB 14 on the week. Uh, he got nearly 22 points in our scoring uh, settings. He's got Houston next week. <laughs> Could you, with any confidence, start Ryan Finley in your championship game against the Texans? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm just I mean, looking at when he's when he's played in the past, and um, well, he's not had a full game before. Uh, I suppose he had a 100% snap count this time, but yeah, it's you'd be uh, you'd be in a very desperate situation if you're looking to play uh, Ryan Finley, I suppose. And then one last player, possibly last week, that he's going to have as a starter, um, Andy Dalton. He's got Philadelphia, who have been getting better on defense, but still are susceptible. Do you reckon you could play Andy Dalton with any confidence? Yeah, it's the same It's the same scenario. Like, I'd say if, you, if you've made it to the championship game, it's likely you're not having to have these dilemmas. Um, but, yeah, I, I, think, I think Dalton is in play. Definitely over Finley for me. Yeah. I said, if you've got to the final and you're relying on Someone like that, it's not pretty reading, but uh, you've done very well in that way. Okay, so here's your moment, and uh, I guess I have to start by um, apologizing for the bad I've said 
Um, <laughs> two weeks in a row, the running back one. No prizes for guessing. I'll let you say the name. David Montgomery. Yep. And uh, David Montgomery. The one thing I raised concern about last week, even though he had a really good game and was, volume. I think, the RB1, was the volume. He's, you know, he had 11 carries last week which he did turn into 113 yards uh, and a touchdown. This week, though, they really just handed him the ball. 32 carries. I mean, you know, as an owner and someone who supported him like you have, this must have just been a dream. And next week he's got Jacksonville. So do you think he can do the three-peat and go three RB1 performances? As in the RB1, not just a running back one. Yeah, I mean, exactly that. I think the defensive line's playing pretty well. Um, he's playing well. He's getting, an, you know, he had the volume um, at the weekend, and this is kind of what we said, right? He's he's probably not the best talent, but you know, he's got the opportunity, and he's got um, he's got an easy run. So um, we've been saying all along, right? He's going to be a league winner for people in your playoffs, yep. and proving that to be the case. And I'm hoping now he can kind of carry me home, but. Yeah, he's definitely in contention for that, you know, um, RB1 next week. I mean, if you look at his stats for the season as well, in TBC, he's the RB6 on the season. Is he really? Yeah, it's impressive. No, I said I need to um, apologise and take back what I've said about Montgomery because um, I've never been too uh, impressed personally or never really trusted the talent, but um, he certainly shut me up after the bye week. Uh, you know, he's not scored less than 25 points in our scoring. And that's only 0.5 PPR for running backs. It's not even a full PPR for running backs. So, um, no, he's been... I think the the thing for me is, you know, I obviously had him last year and he was a he was an RB2, low-end RB2 last year you know, as a rookie. And coming into this season, I kind of expected him to be, you know, give you that solid RB2 numbers. So this has definitely exceeded my expectations. But um, yeah, I, you know, I guess where, where would you value him from a from a dynasty perspective? Now, I think we've talked about it before. Wouldn't you? I was, I was looking if I was going to sell him, I'd be looking for a first. Um, I think that's still probably fair, right? Probably, given next year's class, um, I, I think as good as he's been, it has been. And again, I don't want to sound like I'm crapping on the guy because he's you know shut, certainly shut me up, but. I think you'd still probably have DeAndre Swift. You'd probably still have yeah. Taylor. You'd still have CEH. Um, but Put it this way. This all, all of those guys mentioned So I there. think a first is probably fair from both ends. I think I have to say it's a, a late first, given, you know, say, Jonathan Taylor, CEH, Swift, J.K. Dobbins. You know, I can see them all being, you know, potentially top five RBs mm. um, in any given year in the next few years. I'm not sure David Montgomery repeats this, but you know these kind of these kind of guys are very, very valuable in dynasty football, right? Where you know solid RB two, like David Johnson has been the same sort of thing this year. You know, you can plug him in by weeks. You kind of know what you're going to get from him. Mm. He's get he gets volume, he gets an easy one, and actually then he could be a, the upsides there as well. So yeah, I yeah, we'll think we'll see much yeah. more about him. <laughs> yeah, and I think um, given that he's only a second year player, you can probably a hope for at least one more season as the starter. I can't see the Bears, with all of the holes that they have, getting an early running back next year. Um, I think they may get some competition for Montgomery, but I think he'll be the guy. You know, I mean, at some point, Tariq Cohen will come back, but they they may not. You know, they may yeah. just need to go down the undrafted free agent route. And I, um, I think well, you've got um, Dave, um, Tariq Cohen coming back. Which will obviously eat into some of the volume and stuff, and you know Tariq Cohen's still going to be the main sort of pass catching back. Um, but as you say, I, I think the biggest threat for me is going to be as a coaching change. There, I think you know they moved up in the draft to get this guy. Um, mm-hmm. They clearly like him. You know that was one of the things that sold me on him, just the opportunity. Um, and so you know if the coaching staff still there, him they've got bigger needs obviously at QB. Um, Probably some of the other sort of skill positions. Um, so, yeah, I'm, you know, as you say, hopefully get another year or two out of them as a starter there. 
And I think they can get out of the Folds contract, can't they, by sort of releasing him. So once they get out of that, then... Uh, and I think, this is this Trubisky's contract year, or has he got one more year? Maybe he's got one more year. Yeah, was it? This is his... Uh, did they pick up his fifth-year contract? No, they But this is the team that's going to be on the cusp of the playoffs. So I don't think, unless they trade up again, I don't think they're going to get an early QB. So they may actually just end up keeping franchise Trubisky. tag, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Franchise tag very expensive though. Carson Wentz. Ooh. Possibly, yeah, they could possibly go for some that wins. I think they can get out of the Folds contract because that's worth a lot of money. Um, yeah, they yeah. basically took that off the Jags, didn't they, and paid them for the um, paid them for the benefit of it. But uh, yeah, so I, I reckon Nagy's going to stay. I think they're going to look at what he's done in the late season, whether they make the playoffs or just miss out. I think they're going to just miss out to the um, Cardinals. But at the moment, the Bears are like the eighth or ninth seeds in the NFC. Um, and they're only one game behind the Cardinals, who I think hold the seventh. So they're, definitely, they're in the hunt. And I think that's going to draw favorably on Nagy. And uh, I think the owners will look at it as, you know, he's not really had a solid quarterback at all. And they've still managed to do this. So I think Nagy gets one more season. But, um, yeah, with all the needs that they do have, I, I'm not sure they're going to bring in, like, an early round running back. So I think Montgomery gets the work for next year. And um, to me, that's worth a first. Um, so might be a, might be somebody to target if your dynasty leagues haven't had the trade deadlines. I think redraft leagues would have almost certainly had trade deadlines now. Chigs, uh, uh, I'll, I'll give you a first for Montgomery. <laughs> you don't have a first. Maybe a first. Um, uh, I, 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 I'll, I'll acquire a first some some other way, but I'll get you a first. Yeah, I don't think that's happening, man. <laughs> just 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 asking if it's in play. I, I might offer you. Uh, I think last year when I was in the finals, I offered uh, a monster trade to Imran just to kind of. He had CMC. I had Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook was out for the rest of the, for the playoffs. Um, so I think I offered him Dalvin Cook a first and a second for CMC. Just so that I can take an opponent's player out of out of play. If that's, anything. You know what? Well, that's a funny thing. Like, so if, if Amir did something similar to me in IDP, I might, I'd probably consider it. I, I would exactly. I think, I think it's a great strategy. And, and I'll tell you what, Jigs, if you offer me a great haul for one of my players, I might, I might, I might take it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I say I think I'm gonna run with what I've got and hope for the best. <laughs> see, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Mo, if you're, if you're not confident with starting DK Metcalf this week, then um, you may be able to trade him to me um, for for someone. So, oh, okay, yeah. I might. Um, uh, it's yeah, gonna but... have to be. It's gonna be. I mean, it's gonna be pricey for anyone outside of it. I mean, the reason that you give Chigs a little bit of a, of, of a, you overpay for a little bit is because you're taking a player off your opponent's hand, off off the board for your opponent. So anyone outside, it's gonna be fair value. Just to let you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I'll I take a look. I mean, I was thinking of starting. Um, you know who I like? Uh, one of my sleepers is Ahmed. I think if Gaskin stays out, which is very possible, being on the COVID list, um, I think Ahmed has a great matchup, and I think he's going to do great um, uh, this week. Absolutely. So I was going to get to so some of the other running back ones on the week. So in fact, the running back two. Can you guess who it might have been on this week? This week, uh, who was number one? Um, David Montgomery. Okay. Um, I would guess Henry, but I guess it's not. Uh, oh, you know who had a good game? Uh, it's one of those backups. Wilson or Pollard, one of them two. Tony Pollard had a good game. Yeah. Maybe Pollard. It was Tony yeah. Pollard. Tony Pollard. I mean, he only had the 12 carries for 69. The last yeah. one, though, he had broke away, I think, for a 50-yard touchdown. Well, so he had two touchdowns, but check this out. He had nine targets in the passing game, six receptions for 63. So oh, wow. I think if Zeke's ruled out, talk about, you know, giving up trade collateral to get player. Tony Pollard might just be a league winner for people um, this week. So who have they got in week 16? Is it? Uh, they got Sam Fran, I think. Uh, no, Philadelphia. Oh, Philly, Philly. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. So, um 
a good run defense there, but if he's used in the passing game, could be could be somebody to to target. And then in terms of um, rushing attempts, so saying David Montgomery had thirty two attempts, which is the most he's ever had by by some consideration. Um, there's one one name in the top five who will surprise you. So I'll give you the other four: David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, Dalvin Cook, Derek Henry. All players you'd expect to be high volume in terms of rushing attempts. Do you reckon you could guess who the uh, fifth player was, who's actually third in in uh, rush attempts? Ahmed or Frank Gore was up there too. <laughs> yeah, like Ahmed and Gore were six joint sixth with twenty three each. This player had twenty five, and I'll give you a hint: he's normally seen as a third down back. Wilson? I actually have no idea. Giovanni Bernard. 20, oh, okay. That's yesterday's game. I didn't even follow up that. rush attempts. And the reason I asked wow. about Bernard is week 16, he's got the Texans, who are one of the most favorable run defenses. So <laughs> any interest in Gio Bernard for, uh, for your playoff final? So let's say you could give up, you know, like a second, but get him and a third back, for example. I'm. I mean, if you have no one in a desperate attempt, giving up a second, getting a third, I think is fair. Uh, the problem is I, he just inconsistent. I think didn't he? Didn't the week before he played Dallas and he had he had like zero or one point? Yeah, negative actually. Oh the, wow! Depending on your fumble, uh, depending on yeah. your um, you know um, fumble setting. So on, on ours, it's quite penalizing if you fumble and lose the ball. So yeah. So, yeah. I don't like his consistency. I was, I was, I, I didn't realize he had that many points. Um, I actually didn't even look at yesterday's, uh, yesterday's highlights. I did see that uh, the Pittsburgh players were just abysmal fantasy, fantasy wise. But um, oh yeah, I didn't even look at the Bengals side. Yeah, I, I, think then, it's, I think it's a risky option. I think it's a risky play personally. So your boy Salvan Ahmed uh, this week had twenty three carries against the Pats. 122 yards and the touchdown. So, um, you know, DeAndre Washington was seen as the other guy, but I don't think he did anything of note, did he, this week? Uh, not uh, that I recall. In fact, no, um, he did. Breida, Breida, I don't think he played. Breida had a couple carries. He did Breida well. had a few carries. So, Salvan Ahmed, then, you must be... Is that someone you have confidence in starting against the Raiders, who, again, are a relatively friendly run defense? Uh, yes. Um, yeah. I, I think it's a must. I think he's a must start. If if Miles Gaskin's out, he is he is a must start. Yeah, I think it's one to monitor what's happening there um, with Gaskin. Then uh, on that basis, one other Rainer, person, Gaskin to be back. Tank, what's that? Uh, tank, but but Gaskin back and tank most value in Ahmed. <laughs> well, <laughs> but here's the thing though. With um, uh, but here's the thing though. I mean, that's that, that's that's where my conundrum comes in. I might sit. Metcalf for Ahmed. Yeah, look, I think if Gaskin's back, then obviously you don't do that, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah, as, as it currently stands, I think that's a. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think didn't um, Ramsey shot Metcalf down earlier in the season? He did. He only gave him like I think on our. I think I was looking at that earlier in our score setting. He only got like five points. Yeah. So, Mo, um, I think a player you were watching with a keen eye uh, was Dalvin Cook, just to see how he does against the better run defenses. He did do so good. Yep, 24 carries, 132 yards, one touchdown, five receptions on five targets as well against uh, Chicago, who are one of the, one of the best um, run defenses. So next up is New Orleans. Any concerns about Cook at all going up against New Orleans? He's a must start. I mean, you do. You, I think that's another tough defense, but he's a must start. I mean, I don't. I don't think you can. You can bench a player like him, especially exactly. with Matheson, Matheson still out. Dalvin Cook's the number one running back on the season, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I assume so. It's going to be between him and Henry uh, Kamara. But then Kamara's no. gone off, especially when Taysom Hill really tanked his value, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, so TBC, Dalvin Cook is 348 points, Derek Henry 
Alvin yeah. Kamara, 314.1. And then James Robinson, 261.6. So that, those three are just so elite, aren't they? Just way ahead of the pack. Also, uh, a quick quick update. Uh, Nick Mons sustained a right elbow injury and is likely requiring surgery. So um, any of those San Francisco players you may want to stay away from. Well, no. Brandon Ayuk comes hoping he... Uh, I need him to have a big game in the championship game. Oh, thank God. Oh, Ayuk. Who's this Ayuk character? <laughs> I personally don't think it's going to really impact um, Ayuk too much. Uh, he's still going to be the... Should be the target with, um, with Kittle and Debo out. So I think he'll still get the volume. But yeah, Mullins is better than Bethard. Is so, um, Kittle definitely not going to come back this week? What was that? Sorry, definitely out this week as well. Kittle, did you say? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's not a hundred percent, but most likely they're gonna. They're gonna. They're, I think. I think San Francisco is gonna protect him from himself. Is what I'm right. hearing. Okay. And then another player just to keep an eye on, um, or another situation is the Raheem Mostert, Jeffrey Wilson situation. Um, it's a news update just now. Actually, um, he okay. is out. Who is Mostert? He's an ending. Mostert is done. Yeah, so I think um, Jeff Wilson, you know, against Arizona, not not the best run defense, might be worth um, might be worth considering because, uh, in fact, the last time he played Arizona, which was Week One, he had 15 carries, 56 attempts, so 56 yards, four receptions for 95 yards and a touchdown. So he put up over 25 points in our scoring system. So. Uh, might be uh oh sorry that's most uh, I'm, I'm i should be looking at jeff wilson but yeah jeff wilson um i think he's would have started the season as like the rb3 maybe rb4 uh but could be could be a championship winner for players so i think another one to keep an eye on um and that situation and then lev bell with ceh out for likely the season um how are you guys feeling about lev bell would you have confidence starting him this week is he he potentially got an injury as well. Um, no, he had like a little face mask at the end of the game. Um, I don't think it was any serious. I don't believe he showed up on any injury reports. Um, I think he'll be fine. Uh, I do actually love that start. I think yeah. he should be one of your top waiver wire pickups. Well, this yeah. is, so what, what would you what would you give up for him in Dynasty? Second? Late second? Not, no more than a second. Yeah. Like if you're the owner of, of Levy and Bell, like you should probably look to sell, right? For whatever you can get now. Correct. Yeah, it kind of depends who the owner is, but if it's somebody who's in the rebuild, they should take the second and run. You know, I mean, they they may ask for like a second and a dart throw in like a fourth or a fifth or something, okay. just a little bit of a sweetener on top. And I think that's, that's fair. fair to be honest. Um, but, you know, if you're rebuilding, you want to get away from these older players who've got <clears throat> a limited shelf life like a left bell. So um, you think you may be able to acquire him for a second at this stage, considering it's championship week. And he's not even guaranteed a team for next season because he's only on a one year deal, isn't he, with the Chiefs? I, don't yeah. think he's got... I, think, I think this is something, you know, I, um, listeners should be like acutely aware of. Right. You know, a late second is still a very valuable pick, especially in Superflex. And then in, even in IDP, right, it pushes everyone further down as well. So, you know, with a, with a late second, you could be picking up one of the top two or three linebackers in the class um, or the defensive linemen. So, it's, you know, it, it's still a valuable pick. People say actually a late second, you know, I've had commentary that late seconds aren't that valuable for an early. For someone like a Lev Bell, it's probably good value. Yeah, and I mean, just speaking of, and this might be a bit of a giveaway, but speaking of young linebackers, can you guess who in our IDP league was the highest point scorer above any position? So a bit giving you a bit of a clue there, but more than any quarterback, more than any receiver, running back, tight end, this one player got almost five points more than Ryan Tannenhill. Can you guess who that was? Murray? I couldn't tell you. Wasn't so Kenneth Murray? It's, it's a linebacker. <laughs> it's a linebacker. He's not quite a rookie. He's a second-year player. 
Dead, uh, Devin, Devin White. Yep, Devin White. So, you know, you're talking about IDP leagues and the value of those late seconds. If you end up snapping up someone next season who's like a Devin White or a Jeremy Chin, you know, let's say you, you won the ship or you lost in the final and you end up getting someone like that. Devin White this year has had one, two, three, four, four games above 30 points and like 11 above 20 points. Um, so that's that's like wide receiver one numbers. But he had, <laughs> he had 48 points this week, 12 tackles and three sacks. So, um, you know, don't sleep on those young early picks. I mean, he was what, pick five by the Bucks last year? So... Uh, yeah, just the point of reference. I noticed that when I was checking the scoring out on the week. Um, so wide receivers then. Um, few players who you'd expect in here, like your DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, uh, Robert Woods, even um, Corey Davis, uh, Chiggs and Mo. I know you've both, both got him. And then a few other surprise picks. Uh, can you guess who the top two receivers were for points um in our scoring settings so nuke was third and Diggs was fourth can you guess I'm, who one two were ridley would have been yeah I was, I was gonna say ridley because with julio out ridley has been balling he put up yep. 31 points or 30 something points against me this week calvin ridley was number one number two might surprise you and i'll give you a clue chiggs he might have carried you to a final um i'm gonna say Corey Davis? Can't Enjoy. be him again. Not Corey Davis. Can't think who actually gave me the points in um, IDP. Oh, it was an IDP? Oh. <laughs> I think it's I think it's someone in one of my players in IDP, but I don't know who it would be. <laughs> it was Marvin Jones. I benched him this week because I thought Chase Daniel was starting. Oh, lucky. you didn't play him? Okay. Didn't play him. Luckily, it didn't cost me, but. So Marvin Jones is the number two wide receiver on the week. Yep. Wow. wow. So uh, week 12 against Houston, 12 targets. Week 13 against Chicago, 12 targets. Week 14 against Green Bay, 8 targets. Week 15 against the Titans, 12 targets. Um, week 16, Tampa Bay, who we know have got a furious <sighs> pass rush, but they're susceptible against uh, receivers. So... If Collard rolled out again, Chiggs, you starting Marvin Jones? Yeah, yeah, exactly that. You know, if, if I'd known, to be honest, if Stafford was starting this week, I probably would have fired him up as well. Yeah, with Galladay out. Um, yeah, with Stafford and Galladay out, he's, he's a must start just because of the target volume and, um, you know, he, he's that kind of guy that can pick up two, three touchdowns as, as he's shown on any given day and, and and carry you on a week. Yeah, so just relate, and we'll we'll touch on it more when we're talking about tight ends. But um, TJ Hawkinson, who's been so reliable, had a really disappointing week this week. How are you feeling about Hawkinson going against uh, the Bucks again? As I say, quite friendly through the air next week. I still think you start him. Um, it was, you know, I, I I have him in IDP, and he he laid a low score and I think you got you played him against me in TBC but you know given his consistency holidays out you expect him to bounce back and do you worry that against the pass rush of the Bucks they may use him more in blocking than in in passing yeah I, th- I think he will but he's going to be on the field all the time right and you know essentially he's their number 1A 1B receiver him and him and Jones are the top two targets, right? Yeah, I think what should encourage you as well is that in the last three weeks, if his snap count has risen above 75%. Prior to that, it was 73, 66, 66, 76. But, you know, this last three weeks is at 77%, 84 and 78%. So his snap count is just steadily increased, which, as you say, he's on the field mm-hmm. quite a lot for that sort of position. So I think TJ Hawkinson has a bounce coming out of college right he was he's almost that complete tight end prospect in that he's obviously a very good receiver but he's also a fantastic blocker you know so he should be on on the field pretty much all the time and that's what you want 
Yeah, and I think it, I'll, I'll ask you a related question because we were saying last year that generally with tight ends, you're looking at second or third year before they tend to break out. I think we were seeing that this year with the likes of Gesicki as well. So with that said, do you guys have any interest in like a Cole Komet or um, Adam Troutman or any of the tight ends from this year's class? Is that somebody you might be looking at in the offseason? Yeah, Cole Komet. I think both Komet and Troutman, I would, I would acquire both. I have Troutman, and you have to be patient with these tight ends. No questions asked. Yeah. I think you might miss the buying window on Komet for sure. Um, I think, yeah, that massive game, was it last week or the week before? I think it was the week before. I think he he cooled down last week. So, I mean... But, yeah, the fact that he's flashed that, um, you know, if you're a manager, if you're an owner, like, and you've seen that, it's going to be, you're going to be holding on to that upside. I think Troutman's probably going to be the easier one to acquire. You know, if I, you've I agree. Got it, it's a bit disgruntled that, you know, he hasn't taken the starting job. Yeah. Um, I think one other to um, try and get cheap if you can is Albert O of the Broncos because there was a spell where he was getting targeted by Drew Locke and we've mentioned before but that's his college quarterback so you know they were QB tight end um, at uh, Missouri as well so if you can get someone like him for a third in a tight end premium then I think you're yeah I think that's probably about the right value I, I think you know we 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 talked about it before, but this this was quite a weak tight end class this year. Um, Komet being the sort of the main one, but next year's class for tight end is looking pretty good. I think there's going to be a one, maybe even two tight ends that go in the first round, and that's with all the QBs as well in yeah. Kyle Pitts and Mick Primus. So, yeah, looking forward to all the rookie breakdowns um, for next season. Just a few other receivers I wanted to touch on. Then I'm um, looking at target share here. Deontay Johnson, thirteen targets. What is going on with Pittsburgh? Do you have confidence starting any of their players? I'm not even going to say any. Forget defense, because I think you can still start DJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick. Sorry, TJ Watt. But do you have confidence starting Deontay, Claypool, Juju, Connor, Snell, Ebron, anyone? You've got the Colts and the Browns. I think their next two matchups. Yeah. Zero against the Colts. They're... um... You know, I think people have sort of said, you know, their, their offense is a very kind of one-dimensional. They've obviously got the issues with the drops. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be trusting any of them. And also, you know, the, the mix between all the wide receivers, you know, one week might be Juju, one week might be Deontay, Chase, Claypool. Yeah, Who very high. Who have most confidence in starting out of those three? Probably Johnson. Yeah, I think just because the the target share. And you know that sort of ability to to score those sort of touchdowns, but yeah, and yeah, high targets that as well, right? So thirteen targets this week, so you know certainly a lot of volume uh, that went Johnson's way. It's just shocking what's sort of going on there, really. Um, other players who were highly targeted: Jacoby Myers had ten targets, seven receptions for one eleven. Pretty good PPR day, 14 points. Any interest in in Jacoby Myers? He seemed to be Cam's favorite target on the year. And he's playing last two weeks, 100% and 96% snap share, snap, um, yeah, snap count. So he's on the field a lot. He's hardly ever getting taken off. They've got the bills next week. Is that someone you could, you could start in any of your leagues? Or are you going to look to pivot away from any Patriots? Pivoting away, running as far as I can. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. Um, finally, then we'll talk about tight ends. Uh, <laughs> so uh, another another week where some of the um, well-known tight ends scored really well. So your Darren Wallers, your Travis Kelseys, Noah Fant. Can you guess who the tight end two was on the week? Uh, who did you bench so far? So it wasn't Waller, Kelsey, or Noah Fant. Oh, it's, it has to be my boy, Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas, indeed. So. I benched him, yeah. He gave me 30 points sitting on the bench. I was just upset the whole time I was looking at that score. <laughs> well, you got through to the final anyway. With ah, him. yeah. I would have been very upset if I didn't. Yeah, so 15 targets again this week, but it was a... Uh... 
Dwayne Haskins targets and not Alex Smith. Um, <clears throat> don't know if you've seen, but Dwayne Haskins was caught in a strip club without a mask on. Um, what? Just today. Yep. No so, way. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Absolutely. Does, it, does anybody want yeah. him? I'm giving him away for third, third round draft pick. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, as if, um, you know, he's finally got his opportunity. I don't think he was very good personally last week against the Seahawks. The game was close on the strength of their defense, largely. But uh, Logan Thomas is getting the getting the target. So, um, Mo, are you starting him in the final next week? He's his... presently my starting tight end right now. And I have uh, Hunter Henry as my, as my flex spot. Well, they're playing Carolina. How are you against Ty- Well, Carolina just no. got hosed by Noah Fant. So, yeah, yeah, uh, we're terrible. Um, I, I think I think we're probably bottom ten against a tight end position, and yeah. a wide receiver. We're probably bottom. I mean, we're probably like right in the middle. So I, I think the tight ends, tight end, and running backs where you can abuse us. Yeah, because Hunter Henry's got the Broncos, who um, historically were bad against tight end, but I think we're actually fairly good against yeah. the tight end this year. So. Hunter Henry, any confidence starting him, or are you benching him? Um, he's he's on my flex spot right now, so I think my thing was either Hunter. I, I think if you have in, in in a in a league, I mean, I would take Logan Thomas over Hunter Henry. I actually have both those players in another redraft league, and I'm yep. start. I'm going with Logan Thomas, uh, but I think Hunter Henry is still a viable start. Um, however, I do believe Keenan Allen, Mike Williams would be healthy, so that does take away some of his target share. Um, so I, th- I think my biggest conundrum this week is going to be if Miles Gaskins out, do I bench? Who would you bench? Would you start Metcalf or Hunter Henry in a tight end premium league? Oh, Metcalf. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know he's up against Jalen Ramsey, but uh, <clears throat> uh, you know you've, you've, he's still the far more reliable receiver for me. I, I think. agree. Yeah. That. I, I, I think Hunter Henry would be a top 10 tight end, but um, yeah, I think he'd be like about a top 10 tight end. It's a, it's Someone... a tricky one given the, the tight end premium, right? Um, but given if, you know, if I looked at the lineup on Sunday and I saw you starting Metcalf over Henry, I'd be more scared. I don't know if, I don't know if this is reverse psychology or not, Jake. No, 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 like, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> oh, you know, it doesn't, doesn't really matter, but yeah, that, that, that's okay. <laughs> but, yeah. I'll, probably, I'll, stay, I'll stay out of this conversation. I'm not going to make any <laughs> leading, leading uh, <laughs> You uh, should start uh, Brian Finley. <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you should start Devontae Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he won your championship already. He did. He did. He was unfortunate I, IR. I would have I thought about it. I think when it comes to tight ends, by now we kind of know who the guys are. There's not much in terms of surprise packages i suppose just a couple of names i'm looking at players who had over five targets on the week i'm going to ignore durham Smythe, even though he had five and <laughs> five receptions but i'm looking at the likes of austin hooper who had six targets five receptions 41 and a touchdown um, one thing i have noticed is since obj has gone out and baker's been good is that actually the tight ends are getting targeted in the red zone quite a bit. So how do you feel about Austin Hooper, considering they are, I believe, playing the Jets this week? Yep, they're playing the I, Jets. I, like Hooper. I, think, yeah, I think his numbers before he got injured were trending in the right direction as well. So, yeah, I, I, I would definitely be firing him up if I had him this week. Yep, and then both of the Eagles' uh, tight ends had more than six targets. So... Ertz had seven, but only caught two. And uh, Goddard had four and caught eight. I think they've got the Cowboys. Any confidence starting the Eagles' tight ends? I wouldn't um, say confidence. Yeah. <laughs> I think you do. I think Dallas Goddard's still the guy. And you hope he does well. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like teams that have two tight ends. I, I try to avoid them. But um, matchup is great. Uh, if you have no choice, I mean... DFS or something, it's worth worth a shot, but I think there are safer options out there. Yeah, and as you say, unless your opponent's got him, I think an easy target for this week is probably someone like a Logan Thomas, who you could um, more likely, you know, get off 
somebody in your league for a pick or a, a slightly younger player in terms of volume, because that's what you're looking for at tight end. And we know that the players who are going to get the targets are going to be your classics like your Wallace, Kelsey's, and I mean, now Fant, but otherwise, Logan Thomas. Who would you rather start, actually, if you had the option? Um, Logan Thomas or Mark Andrews? Uh, who is Baltimore playing? Let's have a quick look. Baltimore is playing the Giants. I think I would stick with Andrews. Mm. Yeah, I think so. I think Andrews. Yeah, he only had the five targets this week. He did get a touchdown, so he was an, a tight end one. I think it was five or six on the week overall. But, uh, yeah, number six. Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett, any confidence in those guys? Too, too many. Nah. The two tight end sets, I don't, I don't care for that. Yeah. I think if, if one of them's injured, then I'd start the other one. Agreed. Uh, yeah, when they're both fit and healthy, I think it's stay away. Exactly. And, I mean, they just lost to the Jets, so it doesn't get worse than that. And uh, <laughs> I, think, I think Goff's just looking... Like he's lacking a bit of confidence. There were, there were. I mean, I watched a lot of the snaps on that game, and you know, there wasn't much of a deep game at all. It was all short, intermediate routes or play-action pass from crossing routes to the likes of Woods and Cup. But you know, yeah, I couldn't trust any of those tight ends um, personally either. So uh, that's it. That's week fifteen in the bag. Uh, Mo Chigs, good luck in your TBC final, uh, Chigs. Can't wish you good luck in IDP. So, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, same, same uh, but uh, no, good luck, you know, in your in your other finals. And uh, we'll be back now. We'll take a break for Christmas. Uh, we'll be back in the new year to break down what happened in um, week 16. So our championships. And then we'll start looking at the rundown for uh, rookies and the rookie drafts for next season. So from me, uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everyone. And uh, Mo, giddy up, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and hey, latest uh, word on the street is if Kittle's ready to go, Kittle will be playing. Let's go, Kittle. Get those get those waiver wire picks in for Kittle. Wow. Thanks for that update. And uh, finally, Chigs. Yeah, Merry Christmas, guys. Happy New Year, and uh, good luck in your uh, respective matchups. And if not, if you're not playing any games, uh, there's always next year. That's the beauty of Dynasty. We're all undefeated yep. next year. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Have a good Christmas, guys.